Hi, this is Jodie Rainsford from Bad Boy Running. You're listening to part two of episode 11 on race preparation. If you've not listened to part one of the episode, go and listen to that now, otherwise this is going to make much sense. Here, we're kicking off the discussion with David talking about what he does before a race. Have you got a routine that you've stuck with for a long time that you've yeah. like made small changes in? And how long ago did you come up with this routine? So before I, before I got my marathon PB... I did pretty much every type of research I could into yeah. all nutrition, into all clothing, into all training plans, and just tried to to look at because as as you said before, you often get conflicting advice. Um, but I've I've tried to take on board and then test it. But for me, I mean, some of the big ones because I, I mean I've written an article about how to run the perfect marathon, which has got probably about 40 points i think the big ones though don't start cross-pollinating here don't start cross <laughs> it's, it's on one of your other websites or something <laughs> <laughs> absolutely is it beer um, belly running is it on beer belly running or is it yeah yeah oh, beer yeah, belly running yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, i'm really proud of that article as well the um i think the main ones are carb loading yeah. i'll carb load like a sumo wrestler I have, I, th- I think the the minimum I have is seven grams of carbs per kilogram I'm weighing at the time. Right, okay. And it's it's, it's a huge amount. It, it doesn't sound that much when you, you hear it like that. But actually, if you think of people who have a big bowl of, of pasta, yeah. a big bowl of pasta is maybe 100 grams of dry pasta, which equates into 70 grams of carbs. Yeah. If they have a bigger one, maybe 100 grams of carbs. Now, if I'm wearing, weigh, wearing, weighing 70 kilograms, I'm saying that I'm having at least 500 grams of carbs the day what? before. Yeah. 500 grams? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. ridiculous. I'll feel, I'll feel, I won't want to be eating. I wouldn't do this for everything. I'll do this for a PB and a half marathon, for a marathon, or really long races. Um, but yeah, I'll, 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 I won't want to be eating. I'll be that, I'll be forcing myself to eat. So um, generally, I'll have a 200 bag, 200 gram bag of pretzels. I have a 200 gram bag of toffee popcorn from Lidl's because it's the lowest fat. Yeah, yeah. And both of those have got crazy high carb. I'll probably have a, a malt loaf, whole malt loaf. I'll have, depending on availability, I'll have up to four energy drinks. Um, I'll have sweets. And that will just about get me to my lower base. And so, then I'll have... And that's every day? Just the day before. Just the day before. And I'll, I'll eat normal meals as well. And um, I'll drink, I'll super saturate if I can as well. All of that every day. Doesn't that affect your, your stomach? Yeah, I mean, it, it does. And especially if you add beetroot. Because um, I'll, I'll have 250 grams of, of beetroot. For five days in advance. Um, what, just on its own? And, how do you eat this? How do, yeah, I, it's really yeah. difficult to eat. You just eat some beetroot on its own. I really hate beetroot as well. It's, well, the thing is, you can have, you can have a pint of beetroot juice, oh. which is, oh, it's really expensive as well, but it's just vile stuff. Um, and then I tried to have salads, but actually you end up grating beetroot, which means you have three times the amount of volume of beetroot. So I just eat it raw now. I'll have half a pack of 500 grams of beetroot. And, and, and you're absolutely sure that this makes a difference? The beetroot one and the carb loading one, of all of the, actually my three things that I would always do 
always the beetroot, always the carbs, and always caffeine. And those are the three things that I think make a massive difference. Beetroot is one of the only, only studies I've ever read where there's never been anything counteracting. Every study that's ever happened has either been not quite as big enough, but very strongly suggestive of the properties, or has been conclusive. I've never seen a study that disproves it in any way. So, so supposedly, the high nitrates in um, in beetroot, when turned into nitric oxide, I think, then help with the transportation of oxygen around the blood, and actually reduce the buildup of lactic acid and um, and, and reduce fatigue. It is it is amazing. I've had I I absolutely swear by it, and I've had friends who've knocked huge amount of of time off their their PBs just by changing that one thing. Your beetroot doping. Beetroot doping, then massive carb loading, and then also cutting out caffeine for two weeks before oh, cutting you it race. Out. Okay, okay. Cutting it out and then using it as rocket fuel near the end. Um, if I was doing on a half race, marathon on the race. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, how, do they, take, how do you take that? What, what, what do you take that? I just do. I do Pro Plus. So the little energy. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'd cut out these little tabs. That's the thing. I tell you, I, I really prep. Are you? Are you a 1996 <laughs> student on their A levels? What? Pro Plus. <laughs> I haven't heard anyone use that term since then. <laughs> It's true. I don't know what other forms of caffeine can get other than drinks, and th- 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 there's some gels now that have have it. But um, and I'll I'll have shot blocks with caffeine that I'll back end. So oh, I'll start oh, off shot with blocks. I love those. That's so good. That shot blocks basically changed changed everything in terms of my in terms of what I eat on a on a race and and how I fuel fuel. Remember when was... you used to call it food, and then you become a runner, and all of a sudden it's fuel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, gels, gels, gels were all you had, and they're tough. Oh God, it's awkward. Oh, that's the thing. I remember that when I, when I did my first marathon, going through the whole gels thing and testing different gels, and and if you've not if you've not had gels before, it's they're horrible and slimy, and you your body you know you, your body does weird things with it. You know, certain gels yeah. they 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 play havoc with your tummy, and you know you, you really need to. One of the one of the main things I realised actually when I was training for. Um, for my first few marathons and, and for the MDS was to really test, go through that whole process of testing what food you can eat. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and just doing it like for one week, I'm going to try this or I try this on a long run. I mean, I did things where like, um, I only drank, uh, coconut water for an entire marathon. And I tell you what, I've, I, I've not drunk it since. <laughs> it totally ruined my. Pushed you out. Oh my goodness! It just—I felt so sick. It's just you know when you get sick of drinking water, you yeah. think, I just want something else. It was the opposite. I was just like, I, I just want to drink water or something else because it's like cloying and. But you do all those different things. I mean, if I think about the way I'm, I'm like the opposite from you. I, I. I don't like to eat a lot on, I used to take like a lot of gels and stuff from marathons, but I, the day before, I don't, I suppose I carb load to some extent in the week before, but the yeah. day before I'd like, I, I really have sort of a minimal meal. I'll always have, um, I'll always start off having a very similar meal that I do on the morning of the race, which will be like a small porridge, and yeah. maybe a banana. And then in the evening I'll have, it's always normally sort of spaghetti pomodoro. Uh, like a quite, quite <laughs> it's very specific. Yeah, I know it's very specific, and just a quite a small portion of it. 
and that'll be it because I don't want my my like stomach to be full. And yeah. so the next day, I'll then wake up and I'll have um, sort of a, a, again small porridge again. And I, I've had I've, I've pretty much done that through pretty much every single race. I'll have, I'll have 150 grams of carbs in the morning. Yeah. I'll have two bagels and... Um, you don't and... have broccoli, though, do you? Remember broccoli. <laughs> broccoli yeah, I've remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness you've not had that broccoli. But what about... Okay, so but the thing is, I think a lot of this as well, and there's a, there's a psychological aspect to it as well, knowing that you're prepared. Yeah. You're prepared. Are there any, um, uh, like like mental psychological things you do before a big race because I, I i'm only saying this because i build up to one very strange thing that i i i don't tend to do it now um mainly because if you do multi-days and stuff i can't but there was there's one thing i i always used to do and i still do to some extent no i quite i quite like the three the three stop toilet strategy so i'll, I'll, I'll when i get up i'll go yeah then um I don't want to get into too much detail, but it's normally quite a tough one. Then uh, <laughs> I'll have breakfast. I'll go again. It's, um, it's not. It's, it's normally quite free flowing. I'll have my emodium, and then oh, you'll have emodium with you. Yeah, always emodium. No, no negative side effects of having emodium, other than just that I sense. Emodium saved me uh, on a couple of occasions, especially like through in, in ultras and stuff, multi-day events and stuff. I'd say Amadium is probably the one product that you, you don't even have to test before doing it. If you're just about to run your marathon tomorrow and this is the first time you hear this, just, just trust it. Take Amadium, you'll be fine. Um, and, then, and then one more, one more pit stop before the race. I always find that that yeah, always helps. I normally, I, normally, I normally sort all that out on the day before because uh, I'm eating so little. And so yeah. I, I'm not, I like to you know, be clear, of, which is you know, one of the... Um, uh, problems that I had when I was at the uh, doing the fight marathon without any preparation, but the um, but the other thing is um, making sure you've drunk enough water, and it's having yeah. that making sure. So this thing I I can't remember who I learned it from. I th- I think it was a speaker from Lucas Aid or something, and they were saying that if you're worried about not um, not being hydrated enough, the key thing is that an hour before the race you need to make sure that your wee is clear, and then after that point don't drink until you're actually running. So okay. make sure that you that an hour before, make sure that you drink enough so that an hour before the race your wee is clear. Don't drink anything else so that you'll get rid of the rest of the water in your bladder. And so then by the time you you drink again, you're actually running and using it, so you, you you'll stop less on the race. And I've done that, and it's absolutely true for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'll always I'll stop drinking huge amounts an hour before. Yeah. Um, but what, what I find quite interesting is is with gels is that the US market is completely different to to the UK and Europe. Why, why? Well, they... I mean, goo for them was probably the original gel that they had. Yeah. And they've never really changed away from that. So the vast majority of the gels, it might have changed now, but from, from what my friends tell me, what I've seen, are the very thick gloopy oh, really? almost tar like gels whereas i mean we had those in the uk um goo goose only i think recently expanded over here or yeah i remember um, having goo on um, on a few ultras and stuff and it's just to me it's just so thick i, I, I just you need because you almost need to drink water with it yeah so it sort of yeah. you know defeats the point yeah well whereas we'll have um if you look at the the gels like this or like talk or like nectar they've got half the dilution 
um, sometimes a little bit more. And so they're, they're slightly bigger gels or you've got to take more of them. So, for example, I, I took nectar when I did my PB and I, I took nine gels over the course of the, the two hours, 45, which is a huge amount. It's every 20 yeah, minutes. That's a lot. But actually, you, you, took, you know, I hope you took your rubbish with you. I, oh, no, I did. I had a, that's, that, I mean, that was the problem in itself because how do you carry nine gels? You said they're gel, I, gel belts that you see people running 5Ks with. But I, yeah, I hate, <laughs> even those though, I, I just, I find them a risk that they might fall out. And yeah. so I had a, I mean, now I've got these two actually shorts, the Ultra Shorts, which are amazing. They've got enough pockets. They've also got the gel belt equivalent straps on yeah. them. They, I can carry everything in those. But I used to have a little bum bag. Um, but yeah, the the one the uk ones now that the uk gels which actually i mean i i really like nectar i really like talk um i think there's a both really palatable gels sis sis is nice it's a little bit yeah. too gloopy, yeah, gloopy um but if you if you can't handle the thicker stuff sis is great if you want something that is rocket fuel i'll tell you the cliff double espresso oh, oh my I know that they sponsor you, and I love Cliff Barber's <laughs> But when just just um, when we ran, when I ran the uh, South Downs Way 100, um, it got to a certain point, and um, uh, this is for you listeners. So just to give you a bit of context here, we got to a certain point. David was holding on to this double espresso, <laughs> uh, what's it called, um, gel, to give me this extra boost. And I think we were going over like we just left. We were at the sort of 80 mile points, and this was yeah. going to be the thing that got me up the hill in the darkness and got me, you know, sort of pushing towards the end. And I, oh my God, that thing was just awful. And it, <laughs> it probably wasn't the thing awful itself, but that hit in the back of my throat after, yeah, 80 miles and that time of night and everything else. God, I, oh, just thinking about it makes me feel sick. <laughs> it's not, it's not for everyone, it's not for, that's for sure. But they've, um, yeah, that's the thing. We, I mean, we have completely different viewpoint of gels and they, the gels have changed so much anyway because it used to be that um the, the in theory you can only take on 60 grams of carbs per hour when you're doing um when you're doing sport and so you'd be in you know, that's that's three nectar gels nectar probably 22 grams you're probably looking at two of the 30 gram gels which would be your um Luxade, that would be your goo but now they've found um i think talk were the first ones to discover this that actually if you have they call it two track where if you have multi-dextrose and you have glucose they're two slightly different um sugar sources and you can actually take now up to 90 grams of carbs per hour so you can take even more gels if you, right. so and, you wait a minute so you're saying a gel company has come up with a piece of research that says <laughs> you need more gels. Hmm. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I've, I've re- I, I think I read the research though, in it. But there's one way to test it, and the way to test it is when you when you have that terrible feeling in your stomach. That's because you've got too much gel, and your body can't. Because you had that double it. espresso thing. That's what it is. Um, so. <laughs> Because you had you've had a double double espresso, whereas um, with the you can test it by doing the ninety grams and and see if you have stomach problems. If you don't have it, it's because your body's absorbing well, that's it. The, I mean, that's the key thing about all of this, isn't it? Is that the whole point about the preparation is that when you when you start your marathon training, whatever training it is, you, this that is the time to start working out what it is that you can eat and what it is you can't yeah. eat and what works for you. 
Um, and, you know, I, it's amazing when you realise, you know, what your body can actually do in terms of what it can consume and the effect it has on you. And you just need to, you yeah. know, it's like you need to be scientific about it. And it's really dull and it's really boring. Um, unless you're just like super geeky. But I mean, I just, I've been through, I've been through it as well. And once you get it done and you get it nailed, it's just a case of tweaking it and improving it, you know, and then, yeah. you know, cause I did that. And then those, the, what's it called? The um, shot blocks came along, which were just absolutely revolutionary oh, in terms yeah. of changing. You know, I didn't have to have the, you know, I, I mean, I don't, I don't eat anything on a marathon now. I don't know why that's, that's just different. I don't eat anything on a marathon now. I'm, I'm pretty much happy with sports drinks and stuff. Um, but then on ultras and stuff, I'll need like just a, a, a you know, a strip of those. Um, and they just, they just do the job. And like you say, the ones with caffeine as well, you know, you can, uh, give you a little bit of a boost at the end. Okay. So let's, so, right. So that's, we've talked about the, um, gels preparation stuff like that come on you must you must have a um like a like a last minute ritual in your mind do you talk, do you talk to yourself like stuff before you run no i mean the thing is I night before, I'm night say... before do you always go to bed at a certain time no no i mean um i like to have a couple of pints the night before if i can uh just to set me down um but no i mean the I'm I've, I'm intentionally unsuperstitious. I'm the type of person who will walk under a ladder if I see one to prove to myself that superstitious things <laughs> don't exist. Um, so I haven't got anything like lucky socks, lucky anything that have no ritual. Do you, do, you um, mo- do you use anything to motivate yourself? Do you use music at all? Oh, do you even use it when you run? Yeah, I love it. Really? It depends on the race because obviously in obstacle racing it's quite hard because you get submerged in water and muddy yeah. but um what i'll what i'll do is with music when i when i was going for pb i had two playlists one of them was a relaxed playlist yeah um because i think everyone just fires up the most powerful songs yeah and then they've got three hours four hours of derude of going insane yeah sandstorm yeah, well, well, three miles in, they're like, <laughs> it yeah. sounds It sounds like intense, and then you're looking at them from the outside, and they're plodding along. <laughs> it's the same with people that drink a Red Bull before, and then they have this, this huge caffeine crash. No. And, yeah, so I had a really, but for, for something like London, or a lot of the marathons, I'd take my music with me, but actually, I'd save it until I needed it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Because there's nothing. I don't. I don't listen to music anymore. I used to listen to it all the time in training stuff like that. I just. I just don't listen to it anymore. It's really weird, especially like on on marathons and stuff. It just doesn't. It just doesn't seem to motivate me in the same way. The oh, the closest thing I come to motivation is like I said. This is a bit weird. Watching. Um, have you seen the film Pumping Iron? <laughs> no. Uh, no. The well, it's basically the documentary about Arnie winning Mr. Olympia for the okay. last time, and I always used to watch it the night before. And it would be that would be like the thing that motivates me. <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? That's... <laughs> <laughs> it's so unrelated to running. I know that's just... the thing. It is unrelated to running, but you know, whatever, whatever works. So and I would think... you? Because you do an Arnie voice anyway. Would you? Would you have that in your head, Jordy? Jordy, come on, Jordy. You got to keep running. You got to keep coming. And you're coming at home. <laughs> and you're coming in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> You've not seen it. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> but I, I i mean i i do i, I am someone who I, I do a lot of i think self-talk's maybe the wrong 
word, but I'm I'm always very positive. You're I, the I man. Always... You're the man, Hellard. You're the yeah. man. You're the man, Hellard. If if I'm tired, I'm like you're damn right. I'm tired because I'm smashing this. This is two forty four running. That's what I told myself. It all the time in your head as well. Yeah, yeah. Or just powering <laughs> it, or badass, or one of the three phrases. <laughs> But I, I'll always tell myself this is 2.44 running yeah, for, the, for my whole training. When I'm tired, of course you're tired. It's because you're training so hard because you're incredible because this is 2.44 running. If I'm slowing down, of course you're slowing down. It's because you train so hard, but you're going to be amazing on race day. Or is it hurting? Of course it's hurting. It's because you're running 2.44 training running. That's how great it is. Everything that's bad is because it's amazing. You've just, you've just reminded me that I did have a self-talk thing uh, when I did um, MDS, but I can't remember what it was. I, de- I had one that I, I worked out because I, um, I did a bit of, um, uh, had a bit of coaching for it. Um, and he told me to come up with something that just to constantly say, and I can't remember what it is. I must have it written down somewhere. But yeah, that, and it made a big difference doing that. But I've not, I've, I've, yeah. not, I've not had one since. I've not, I've not used it. Maybe I, maybe I might use that to, uh, to push through that PB. That's what I need or to even, do. I can't remember, wasn't it? I had a phrase just, that just made me laugh. Yeah. And that was great to just have something to think of and make I me laugh. Just have, and just be... I'll just do a collection of um, bad boy running uh, greatest hits to help people get through what? PB. What? What I loved, my friend Leroy, he, um, when he did, oh, you know Leroy, uh, Leroy Brown, uh, Lee Butler. Oh, yeah. When he did the Marathon Sabla, no, oh. what am I talking about? When he did Sierra Leone. Yes, yes, he had that playlist that people suggested. Yeah. For, that was amazing. Genius idea. Go on, explain it, explain it. So most of us were going out, well, in fact, pretty much the whole marathon is organised just to raise money for Street Child. So everyone who went, was trying to raise as much as they could and he, you could sponsor him i think it's five pounds a track yeah yeah to choose which songs he'd listen to on shuffle when he was running so obviously everyone was was nelly it's getting hot in here or feeling hot hot that <laughs> all those songs and it and it, it meant that every song that came on made him smile made him laugh made him think of the person and motivated him and also entertained him. And actually, because they had to be songs that he knew, they were all really good songs. Yeah, no, that was brilliant. When I saw him doing that, that was such a good idea. I'm so going to steal that. I'm yeah, so brilliant idea. That. Yeah, that's brilliant. Well, well we're going to do a charity podcast at some point, aren't we, when we talk about charity? Absolutely, and... absolutely. So let's, let's just go on to the final section of this, then, where we talk about what do you do after a race. You know, because this is, this is you know, we, even though we're talking about preparation, after a race, you're then preparing for another race, so it's recovery. Do you have something that you you always do when you, you know, as soon as you cross the line? Yeah, or d- it depends on the race, actually. So press ups? Um, is it press ups? Do people make yeah, do press ups? Yeah, at the moment, it's, yeah. <laughs> at the moment, did you say on... that they did that at Eliminator? No, is it Eliminator? Yeah. Yeah, the Eliminator and Man Be Mounted. <laughs> so, <laughs> in fact, there's a video. There's a video of me doing this. This sprint finish down the hill of the Eliminator. Um, and I, I, I watch it back and think, I look like I'm shifting it some. And then they come out with the comments and like, oh, God. <laughs> so then I do press-ups or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll always, I mean, big fan of the chocolate milk. Oh, I always have chocolate milk. Straight yeah, after. I mean, 
if I haven't got if I haven't got milk, um, actually, Cliff Bar is pretty good because the I think the the cranberry one and and even the oatmeal one they it's got the right balance. It's either three to one or four to one carbs to protein that you want to have within twenty minutes. See, so I'll always it. do that. This is the difference between you and me. You you'll you'll think of it like that. Whereas yeah, you go okay, we'll have the chocolate milk because it's a sensible recovery thing. I'm having chocolate milk because chocolate milk tastes nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then, no you go, then you go oh yeah i'm gonna have a bar and stuff you know it's just got the right thing and i'm thinking i'm having a domino's tonight <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure there's the right amount of nutrients in that somewhere but i, I mean I, if, if i've had a really long or really hard race i'll try and have a nice bath or just from what i've been told you need to be 10 degrees or below 10 minutes do you so do you i i, I always do this which i started doing um after when I when I started running sort of longer ultras, um, yeah. I found that you just naturally wanted to just cool your legs down, and, and you know because you're going to run the day after and stuff like that. So you go and sit in like streams and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, and, and it made yeah. a massive difference. And so then I started having cold baths after the coldest bath I could have after after any race or any training and stuff like that. And I thought it, yeah. it would work wonders. Just absolutely yeah. amazing, and so I started doing that. And um, and weirdly, the house I'm in at the moment, um, it's it's rented, and um, I can't do it because I can't get the bath cold enough. Well, I've I've got those little sandwich blocks. Oh yeah, near the blue, I have those in the freezer. Oh, you just stick them in the bath. Yeah, just shove them in the bath. They're great. I had. I can just remind me of something. I you know I did the. Um, uh, the fan dance once yeah and i had a pair of uh, i was testing a pair of um, recovery shorts and they were like you know sort of the sort of 2xu uh like tight um, compression shorts and what they did is yeah. they came with those sort of uh, ice pack uh type things and what you did they had pockets so you, basically you finish the race and you've got these on you've been wearing these during the race and all you need to do is then you know slide these uh the ice into the pockets and so oh, you know, wow. it gets, and it would be amazing okay in theory, okay, so I the <laughs> and of course I'm driving away in my car and of course everything seizes up so my car goes careering off the road into the field because my legs are just, Jesus, just seizing up so incredibly and like spasming. <laughs> I had to take them out and warm myself up again. It's like, in theory, brilliant, but just don't go driving in them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll do the compression. I'll wear compression tights in bed yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, in fact, I once had a New Year's Eve where I was around um, my Katie's house. Who she's a hockey player, and there's a few of us who are friends. Uh, so you know, you know, Garvey and Bob, yeah, and um, and Ali. We're all there, and we went around the table, and they're playing. This hockey team were playing good pants, bad pants, which is. <laughs> Where you lower your trousers, showing everyone in the room your pants, and then they go good pants or bad pants, and you drink. Um, I think it's as simple as that. So it, they they introduced the rules of the game. I couldn't stop laughing, and people and I was quite drunk already at this stage. And people were like, "Oh God, what's he wearing?" So I was wearing these full length compression tights, which trying to trying to explain to people you've just met who play hockey why you've come. To a dinner party in full-length compression what? tights. Okay, this is right, this is something really interesting because I remember when I first started running, I said there's absolutely no way on hell I'm ever going to wear tights. 
Yeah. There's never, it's never going to happen. I'm never going to wear tights. I'm never <laughs> going to be that person. And now I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm just going to wear these tights under my jeans. Uh, I, ne- I never wear them. I never race in them because I'd be too embarrassed by how they look, but I'd wear them under jeans. Oh, really? I've raced, um, I haven't raced in them. I've raced in um, compression shorts, but I've always put a pair of shorts over the top of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 but um, it's, I've also, I mean, I've, I've, I've been successful with the ladies sometimes. What, in that's a pair of qu- compression shorts? Compression tights, that's quite a weird one. When you're trying Is to take your trousers because off. Because of the compression tights. <laughs> that's right that's right and then no, no, i i knew it's gonna be say, i'm an evil ballet dancer oh that's a good line yeah well i, I knew it was gonna be such a vigorous session i'd need recovery straight away that's what it was but um yeah, so I, I know I this do... story's not true because you use the term i was lucky with the ladies <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know it's it's, it's um it's it's hopeful of the future. <laughs> but um if i was so... ever lucky with the ladies then uh I'd definitely be wearing compression pants. Absolutely, it's, it's our tip of the day. But um, I'll, I'll if I've if I've had a really intense race, a long race, I won't stretch for a while. Oh really? No, I've I've been told that for really hardcore races or even training sessions that are t- just more than you're used to, because you've got all these micro tears yeah. in your muscles. Yes, of course. The, when you're stretching, you're actually damaging those muscles more because you're that they're trying to repair themselves and to actually almost sew up those little tears. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, if you have a, a particularly vigorous massage and stuff, you're not supposed to like stretch immediately afterwards. Actually, that reminds me of something. The um, one of the things that I do you you don't know does anyone stretch before a race now? Does do people still do that? I think some people do dynamic stretching if yeah. they're they're trying to worry about injury it's good to warm well, up in no that static sense. just static straight no. that doesn't really happen does it the one thing i um i learned um was about warming like your ligaments and your in your joints and stuff and yeah. so you do that some of that sort of tai chi type stuff like when you sort of wiggle your 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 ankles round and then oh yeah you do that weird thing with your knees that looks like you're doing like the charleston or something oh you know yeah what i yeah. might mean stuff like that and i always felt you know and then you have to like loosen your hips and stuff like that and i always thought about that that worked really, really well rather than trying to warm up in some other way because you're not really warming the muscles up. You're just warming the joints up. But then afterwards, I always have... It's like I've got the same stretching routine that I do all the time and it's never changed. Just doing basic... Which, again, focuses on whatever your weaknesses are. For me, it's always making sure that my um, calf muscles and hamstrings are stretched out. And that's it. That's that's the only real problem I have. Do you do you do the same after? I've got. I, I stretch every. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven stretches. I'll always do. Really. And at, at times over the years, I've missed one, or I've thought I don't really use that muscle that much, and it's always caught up with me. Yeah, that's it. That's absolutely it. The thing is, and it, when when things go wrong, you can always pin it down to missing something in your routine. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing, that, that's, that's part of the, um, the complacency that it's possible to have, is that you don't realise how attuned your body is into that routine when you do it. Yeah, completely, completely. Um, but strangely enough, John, the, the John Album, the world champion ACR, he doesn't stretch at all. Some people can do that, because some, you know, I just... The thing is that I found, though, as I got older, um, doing stretching um, outside of... Uh, running has become a bit more essential 
Mm. Um, just because things are things are tightening up a bit more. I don't know. I I I still go to I go to have a massage quite a lot, mainly because I don't really like stretching that much, and it sort of you know sort of takes the place of it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you get a good sports massage, yeah, they're fantastic. Okay, uh, cool. So we've um, I think we've we've pretty much covered everything there in terms of uh, race prep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, there's there's one challenge I wanted to to bring up that we've got this week. What? Go on, go on. What is the challenge? So I was I was sent this from a friend actually who he tagged me in, into it on on Facebook. Um, in fact, he's the organizer of a, a certain relay marathon that I I may have mentioned in the past. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not from a city to another city. It? <laughs> it from a city to a city, indeed. But he has um, he sent me the link to this this listing for, on something called Star Now, and it says twenty actors, ultramarathon runners, for playing playing Antigone of Antigone. <laughs> oh yeah, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna basic, pr- basic classics. Basic classics. I'm gonna. I'm gonna mispronounce the uh, the second one as well. Antigone of Sophocles. Sophocles, yeah. Oh, yes, in Greece. So they're actually they're filming a feature length film, and they need ultra runners. Uh, to no, apply. no. I, I've seen this. I've seen this, and you need a um, what's it called? Card. Um, Oh, what's the Actors Union? Equity. Equity, you need an equity card. Oh, really? Yeah. How do you get an equity? See, I think you should apply for this. I know you need an equity card. And I think they, they, they've, there's, there's, some other, there's some other stipulation as well, I'm sure, about the amount of work you need to have done as well. No. I, because I think that's actually a very, very difficult thing. You're going to ask some actors who are ultra runners as well Yeah. in order to participate. And it's how many is it? 20. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a lot. That's a, that's a quite a difficult casting call. You see, the question is, one of these is Antigone of Sophocles yeah. is 25 to 45, but then the next one is 40 to 60. <laughs> so I'm just interested where they're going to cast you. <laughs> hey, I got, the thing is, I know my PB is Boston qualifying time if I was 75. So, <laughs> <laughs> So you just got to keep up oh, the pace. Keep up the pace. So, yeah. so maybe, the, maybe, maybe that's what they'll base it on. They're... Well, we need we need people at home then to tell us. It just says acting experience, extra previous paid speaking roles. So we can fake that. But it says attended drama school. Yes. So someone knows of someone who's linked to a drama school who can somehow help us fake that JD's been to drama school because I think he needs to be. What? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What, what, what does this actually entail, though? It's not going to be like six weeks away doing something, or... I assume it would be paid good money. Uh, will it be paid good money? It says the ultramarathon race will pass through 16 of the most important open ancient Greece theatres. That would be amazing. So it's an actual race? Wait a minute, um, how long does it last? 16? How long does this thing last? It says the ultramarathon will start on the 9th of May. Yeah. From the ancient theatre of Moronia in Thrace. Yeah. It will be completed 75 days later. <laughs> oh my god! A 2016 kilometre race. 
2016. Wait a minute. How are they going to recruit for this? So you have to be an actor as well as an incredible ultra runner. Yeah. Why why do you need to be an actor? Oh, because you're going to perform on stage at each of those places. I I think they're filming. They're filming about a race that was this race. And you're the characters. While you do the ultra, that's thing. You're not an ultra runner who's acting. You're having to do an ultra run while acting. Oh, so you just have to act ultra run. Oh, that's much easier. No, no, no. I think you're doing the whole ultra run in in character. That has got to be draining. Surely you'll be wearing what they wore as well. I don't think they had wicking togas and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you must do. Oh man, that's proper. That's proper minimalist footwear, isn't it? Yeah, it's. So it says the main prerequisite is that they've taken part in and completed at least one ultra marathon of eighty kilometers or more. Oh, we've got to. We've got to let you apply, even if you turn it down. We're going to make you apply just 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 to hear more about it. Yeah. Okay. Right. So yeah, go on. Apply for me. You nominate okay. me. Yeah, I'll apply for you. And we need more challenges like this, viewers. Well, there's listeners. another one. There's one that we've got to do for you, and I've found this as well. So if you go to www.newmilktrayman.com. New, oh, nice. Yeah, we need, we're scouring the country to find a modern day hero who can don the iconic black polo neck and become the new face of Cadbury Milk Tray. I love Milk Tray as well. Do, do you? I think it's yeah. very low end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And so, and so uh, you can click on nominate there, and um, and then tag tag Mr. David Hellard in that. Oh, guys! Him. If 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 you can all nominate me, it yeah. will it will lead to. So um, I'm I'm David Hellard with a. I've got a picture of Rory, not Rory, not Rory Coleman, <laughs> Gary Coleman, <laughs> <laughs> Gary Bushel, Gary Bushel. Oh. Um, which we will explain another time. Um, the uh, the running awards, that esteemed award ceremony, the Oscars of uh, <laughs> what are you laughing at that for? Is it the Oscars or is it or is it the Baftas? The MTV Music Awards. Yeah. The Brits. <laughs> what are the Raspberry the, ones? The soap, the soap awards. <laughs> of the running world. Um, I hope we're not our chances here. Um, the, uh, <laughs> What chance? <laughs> they don't have a podcasting category. Um, yeah, that's, that's which brutal. Is mad, which is mad, really. So, uh, we, you know, hopefully this year we won't be the um, louts at the back taking the mick out of any base we've never, <laughs> never heard of. <laughs> I, was, I, see, I was trying to steal one of them, one of the trophies, and it, it was like a Father Ted episode <laughs> where... Um, the the guy could see me like dancing over to the trophy he'd start dancing towards me so I then dance away a bit then I thought he'd gone so I'd start dancing over again ah oh. well, yeah I didn't get my hands on one sadly last uh, was it this, was it this year this year was the uh, the last awards um David got a uh, an invitation with and a plus one so uh, I had the privilege of going along with him and um, it was. It, it was interesting because you didn't really realise why why you'd go. <laughs> no <laughs> idea. We went up to a bar. We went to this like VIP section, and they got a bar, and they gave us a load of free drinks. And there was a guy, topless guy, on a running machine. <laughs> <laughs> Again, didn't quite didn't make much sense. <laughs> but strangely, 
strangely fitting in that. And then, and then we were given a table. In it was a bit mesmerising, actually. It was mesmerising. Well, it, you don't really see a, a hunky fella on a uh, treadmill in the middle of a bar that often. But it, despite us asking him all sorts of stupid questions, he was really sticking to his marketing script. <laughs> he was, he wasn't was, he? Yeah, he was. He was very professional. You really thought we were going to buy one. As, I mean, <laughs> selling to runners treadmills is... It's probably the le- the least the worst sales strategy because runners are the people who probably hate more than anyone else. Yeah, and and considering how we looked as well, <laughs> you know, this was a piece of technology that was like six thousand pounds. He must have realised by looking at us, he was stealing drink tokens. He was- <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't talking to the right target audience for this. But yeah, you know, it was. And then we got we got a seat at the back of it, and and yeah, it proceeded proceeded quite nicely, doesn't it? In the sense that we kept drinking every time something came up, we were like, "Who?" <laughs> we pretty much got all of our predictions wrong as to who was winning. And all the ones that we were saying who to with the winners were the ones sat right next to us. <laughs> yeah, and what were the, who was the guy making those terrible jokes? Oh, that was that was painful. Oh, what the the host? Not Gary Bushel. Gary Bushel. But beforehand, well in advance, David had told me that Gary Bushel, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the famous bearded journalist, was the uh, was the host. And so, but what Gary Bushel? If you look him up, you don't know who he is. What's Gary Bushel got to do with running? Turns out on the night it was Mike Bushel, the uh, BBC Sports editor. <laughs> Which just made perfect sense in the context, but he was he was terrible. Wasn't oh, he? I wish it had been Gary Bushell. Oh, Gary Bushell would have been good. You know, it was one of those speeches where someone comes along and's like, "I'm normally smiley on TV, so I'm just going to say some things that I'm going to pretend are a joke, and everyone's going to be utterly silent, <laughs> apart from JD and David, who then <laughs> laugh really loud at <laughs> the fact of silence." Oh dear! Oh, the laugh we had. Yeah. There was stuff in there that I'd never heard of before, like you know, retailers I've never heard of, and things like that. Which you think, yeah, it's just there's a lot of categories, aren't there? Oh and wait a minute, what other do, do we want people to nominate in other categories? Running events. What have we got in running events? Fun run. Is is the beerathon in there? Beer-a-thon. I don't know. Yeah, it is. That's where it is. Go to running events, fun run, vote for the beerathon. I've put it in there. I don't know if I've bothered. You have. It's in there. Have I, I? see it. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah, vote for the beerathon. What, Absolutely. What I right, What I like about the category that we're in, and uh, you know, I know this is a bit of a long shot because we're competing against people like The Guardian, <laughs> 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 and Runners World. I mean, why is The Guardian in there? Yeah, that's I mean, just come not fair. on. I mean, The Guardian. It's like it's a. It's something they do for a, for a bit of fun, don't they? It's not you know. I don't think I don't think that's fair, mainly because I think it's gonna, it's gonna probably win it as well. And I don't think you should have a blog that has more than one contributor. Well, what about ours? It has two. Well, no, but but we do it together. It's oh, different yeah, to yeah. have guest guest contributors the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Because in the you know the Guardian running blog, as much as you know it it steals the thunder of all the other blogs, it does pretty much use a lot of the people who write for all these other ones, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. In fact, well, I've written for the Guardian uh, Guardian blog, so. Um, does that mean I then win? Oh, maybe I'll get the trophy that way. I think you should go up if they get it. Yeah, I think that's you a great should go idea. up. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh look, veggie runners, veggie runners are going to win that category. I think I should. Uh, I've once left a comment on a veggie runners blog post. Does that qualify me for going up, collecting the trophy? 
Well, I mean, it's, it's better written than the blog, so... Uh... <laughs> oh, no, no, that's not true. That's not I've ne- true. I've no, never read it. I've no idea. Read. That's just, I love, just a guess. I love the Veggie Runners blog. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a very good blog. It could it be. It's just blog. bitter words. It is a good blog. Anyway... <laughs> This blog, this this podcast, going on forever, isn't it? It is. It's 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 a really insightful one, though. Says us. Says us. Okay, yeah. so um, we just want to end this podcast um, with some not so much letters, some uh, comments that were left. Bad Boy Running Facebook group. And if you want to join the Bad Boy Running Facebook group, you just go to Facebook, type Bad Boy Running Podcast in, and we will add you. A couple of uh, really good things. First one from Sarah Woodman. You listen to this. This is, this is good feedback here. Hey guys, loving the podcast. Nice, nice, classy lady. Thumbs up. Also wanted to say thank you for giving me the motivation to finally join a running club. I've been. Oh wow! I know, I know. I've been thinking of joining one for a while, but not done it. The usual excuses: it's been daunting. Will I be fast enough, etc. But listening to your episode about them and the recommendation for Timebridge Harriers, who happen to be my local club, gave me the push to go along and join them this week, and I really enjoyed it. Get in the time bridge. Yes. Looking forward to the upcoming episode to see if Jody ever got round to joining the club and what he thinks of it. Come on. That is great. I, you know, I, I really didn't think we'd ever inspire anyone to, to go running. <laughs> no, no. I don't, I, I, well, especially going to a running club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who would have thought? But, but it doesn't stop there. Eddie Simmons. Dear bad boy running. I was neither a bad boy nor a runner until I listened to your podcast. I've now started running largely thanks to you two. I'm absolutely loving the podcast so far. You two have a great dynamic. But I wonder if you could clarify a few things for me. One, when will you be videoing the two of you facing off against each other in a press-up competition, as mentioned in the last bonus episode? Oh, that's a good question. Well, when are we meeting up next? Oh, I don't know. Maybe at the running awards. <laughs> oh, that'd be that'd, great. That'd Let's be the time to do it, stage. wouldn't it? Yeah. If we win, we'll do the press-up competition on stage. Yeah, brilliant. Two, can you confirm or deny whether David actually fancies Jodie's sister? <laughs> I think that's a no, isn't I it? Was, I was tweeting no. her today. <laughs> you what? I was tweeting her today. No, you weren't. I was. No, you weren't. She, um, she's got some, what's her Twitter handle? It's something like some little book of things to do. Or... Empty pocket guide. Yeah, so she, so um, I checked my Twitter and there's a tweet from her or from this pocket guide thing saying, come for dinner at such and such a place. So I then responded back saying, is this your way of asking me out? Um, and I think she said it was. What are you talking about? This isn't true. So um, this is utterly true. So if you, um, it's, I then replied with a hashtag, the, the, re- the listeners of Bad Boy Running will be pleased. So I, I think we've probably agreed to go on a date. No, you haven't. I mean, I'm just checking this. What is this? It is. It? I'm not. I'm not lying to you. No, this isn't true. Let's see what it says. So, um, but to to clarify, we there's no history between Jody's sister and I that he knows of. Oh, you have as um, well, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but basically, no. Jody, he happened to be dating a friend of mine. Uh, so his sister happened to be dating a friend of mine called James. And we only found this out at the beer where James turned up and went, see that guy over there? I think I'm dating his sister. So I then wound Jody up about it because he didn't know who it was. And later on, Libby, um, having, having spent a few hours with me, then decided that I'd be the perfect match 
for um what's your sister called again lisa for lisa yeah to yeah. be honest man any man that crosses Libby's path is the perfect match for Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to get paired off quicker than a Taliban 14-year-old bride. It's like... Is that a reflection on Libby or on Lisa? That's a reflection... Well, it's not just Libby. It's pretty much whole of the family. They're trying oh. to... I think... You, you think there was some dowry up for uh, grabs or something. So if you think you'd be a good date for Lisa... <laughs> Then don't bother contacting letters at badboyrunning.com. Hashtag badboyrunning. I've got competition. Yeah, you. No, what? No, she's fine. Okay, so let's go on to the next thing. (laughs) Could you possibly do an episode on what is required for an obstacle race, what it involves, and possibly all various types? I'm interested in entering a Spartan or Tough Mudder. I'm athletic, but also quite lanky. So I'd like to know how much body weight work I'd need to do in advance. It's a good question. It's a good, good question. question. And I think we've already discussed that we are going to hopefully have um, Pete on from, uh, from Mudstacle to talk all things OCR because I'd like to find out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Pete's uh, he's, he's the head of the UK League. He runs Mudstacle, which is the, the media website about OCR, the main one. But also he's, he's done more obstacle races than anyone else on Earth. On Earth? On Earth, yeah. Really? Yeah, we, uh, we we don't have this. It hasn't been certified by the Guinness Book of Records, but we've looked at the numbers and we 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 can't find another way in which someone could have had could have possibly done more OCR races than him. Really? Yeah. So he's hopefully going to come on. He's he's so a great he knows, guy as well. He knows his shit. Oh boy, he knows more than anyone else. Yeah, and he's he's the type of person as well who's raced it and filmed it. And gone round again, all in one go. Well, that's going to be an episode that um, you'll want to listen out to for Eddie. Um, yeah, but brilliant, brilliant work, brilliant. Thank you very much for your uh, your comments and keep them coming. And remember, if you want to join, go to Facebook, type in Bad Boy Running Podcast, ask to apply for the group, and we'll add you in there. And then you can um, continue either tormenting me about my sister, or uh, even posting some potential dates for David. <laughs> <laughs> So I think that's the end of this episode. We've given a lot of um, a lot of stuff away on this one, haven't we? There's been, yes. there's been a lot of advice. Hopefully, a few bits of it useful. I don't know if we've got anything left to say after this. It's just going to have to be us talking dribble from now on. I, did you <laughs> talking about that? We we've had um, we've had some brilliant reviews on uh, on iTunes. You know, all five stars, but there's one single four star. One. <laughs> you, have you seen it? One um, single. One single four star one, and um, and it's not negative in any way. There's there's something some things that he doesn't like about the show, um, or he puts he puts them down as a as, as something that detracts from it. And let me just uh, let me just find it for you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So this is it. I know you've got some good. It's brilliant, isn't it? Um, twenty two ratings. Wow. The best fifty odd minute short running podcast. When these guys aren't slating other running podcasts or laughing at their own jokes, this podcast <laughs> is pretty good. <laughs> That doesn't leave much time, to be fair. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> slating other one of us or laughing at their own jokes. What else is there? Honestly, <laughs> yeah. What else? What else? What? You take half of that, and that's our mission statement. <laughs> is that all he writes? Yeah, that's what's written. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> it's good, but you're slating other running podcasts and laughing at your own jokes. Oh, no, if, who is going to laugh at our jokes if we don't laugh at our own jokes? I can get my mum on. She laughs at my jokes. Yeah, I think I've I've been involved with your your family enough to get your mum on the podcast, <laughs> and where that would lead. 
Yes, no, let's forget that. All right then, man. Um, great to talk to you again. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. Congratulations we on will, your uh, wins. Thank you very much. Congratulations on your injury. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye.